We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr. From the ACC Network, the voice of the Atlanta Falcons, the Packer and Durham Show. I don't know if he has any other jobs other than that. Seems like it's a full day to me. The great Wes Durham is with us. Wes, good evening. How are you? I'm well, gentlemen. How are we? <laughs> Wes, thank you very much for having me on last Thursday. I appreciate it. You're uh, you're very kind, you and Mr. Packer. I appreciate it. No, no, it. we had a great time. Thanks for doing it. Sorry it uh, sorry it didn't go very well for you guys the other night. Well, I, I, bet, I, I said I'd be happy with one point. I, I hope we were the one with the one extra point. We were close. We were close. <laughs> yeah. I, I, told, I said I've been happy with one, and – we came up a little damn short. upright got in the way. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. uh that's usually the way I talk about it too. It got in the way. Yeah. If, it, if you move that damn thing to the left, I think it goes through and everything's good. Well, like they said, six inches to the left and Lincoln would have seen the rest of the play. But <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay, nice. All right. Where should we start in the ACC? I saw you with Coach Rick today. Should we start with is Wake Forest the best team or the ACC has the worst officials in the country? Which one do you feel well, more comfortable with? <laughs> let's start with Wake Forest. How's okay, that? that's what I thought. Uh, I'd like to at least get to the December check if I could. Um, <laughs> I, um, I think that they're playing well. Um, look, they beat Florida State clearly. They held on against Louisville. They do it with two things fundamental that, you know, that are just going to change under Dave Clawson. They're going to take care of the football and they're not going to be penalized very much. And, you know, they're, they're not flashy. Um, although I think they're gifted offensively. I thought they were last year and I think they are again this year. I haven't seen them in person yet, but um, the games I've watched, I've just finished watching part of the Louisville game. I just think they've got enough weapons. I think they're very good up front. I think they're a lot better up front than people give them credit for. And you know what? They're old, too. And remember how we talked about Virginia basketball a couple of years ago, Joe Z? Yep. Um, that's the way we probably need to be thinking about Wake Forest. They're old in football, and this year to be old in football, is, uh, it's, a, it's a huge advantage, I think. You know, I'm with you. I watched the Wake Forest, uh, I guess it was Virginia is what it had to be, and the quarterback, oh, their, yeah. their quarterback was, his, it impressed me. And then mm-hmm. also, but their offensive line, I, I don't, they're all kind of built the same. They're, they're, you know what I mean? They're all a bunch of big, yeah. square, heavy-laid kids that, and you know, the thing is their splits are very, very tight, but they work mm-hmm. great as a unit. And, and you're right, yeah. I, that, that's a good eye to pick up on that. Yeah, I, I think what you see about them, Don, and, you know, I think what you see is their versatility to do what they do as well. And, you know, I'll equate it to kind of a Paul Johnson thing who always made you play left-handed. In Dave Clawson's case, he makes you think, um, even down to the mesh play in the offense and things like that. So I, I think there's certainly something there. Um, they're going to be interesting to watch, but make no mistake, guys. I mean, the season's just beginning for Wake Forest. I mean – you know, Marcus said on the show, and he, he deserves a lot of credit for this, he thought they could get to November undefeated. I and think, they may very well get to November undefeated, but 
they finished with Carolina State, Clemson, and Boston College. So, I mean, you, you can take as far as you want to the house on this, but the last four for them will get real, and it'll get real fast. I think someone's going to make a play for Clawson when the year is over, and I'm shocked that someone hasn't tried to hire uh, – is it Ruggiero? Is that how you say his name, Warren Ruggiero? Warren Ruggiero, His yeah. offensive coordinator yeah. away from him. Yeah, they, well, Mike Elko, remember, he was yeah. the defensive coordinator, then went to Notre Dame, and now is at Texas A&M making the minimum wage, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I think Warren Ruggiero is a very quiet guy. And the production meetings that I've had with him, it's been a fine conversation. But he's not somebody that's going to win a cocktail party. And I'm not saying that derogatorily. I'm just saying that his personality is very quiet. And he was an assistant coach at my alma mater at Elon for a couple of years. And um, I know of a lot of people that worked with him. In fact, Jay Bateman, the defensive coordinator at Carolina, was on the same staff with Warren Ruggiero at Elon. And, and Jay says, you know, Warren's a really bright guy and can – and can coach kids, and and they again. I go back to the reputation, reputation, and the repetition of building in what they've done here. I think that's a that's a big piece of why they've been as successful as they have. Let's talk about Kenny Pickett and University mm. of Pittsburgh. Uh, I, that that young man has has meant so much to that program. And look, sure. I, I remember. He's the guy that beat Miami, I guess it was four years ago, wasn't it, Joe? That's exactly or right. Yeah, was, when Miami was on, it was his first start. It yeah. was his first yeah. start, and yeah. I was impressed his first start, and I've become more impressed with him as every year's gone by. You know, it's interesting. We did their first game of the year against UMass, and Pat Narduzzi, Roddy Jones and I were sitting there in the meeting room, and Pat kind of said, Roddy, why is Kenny not involved in these conversations at the highest level about quarterbacks? And he said, well, Coach, I think he's got to throw more touchdown passes. You know, at the time, he had only thrown 15 as a season high. And so, sure enough, when we showed up, you know, for the production call last week prior to our game in Atlanta with Pitt and Georgia Tech, Narduzzi started the conversation by saying, has he thrown enough damn touchdown passes now, Roddy? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, look, Don, I think he's – you've seen him from the start. I, I did the – game before you guys played them which was his first start i did the game where he came in to replace how about this he replaced the kid that transferred i want to say was it max brown joe that got hurt might have been oh yeah he transferred to that was a usc kid was it yes it was the usc kid Yep. yep 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 and max brown got hurt in the game at syracuse i was doing the game with james Bates on the old uh fox raycom package and the next week, and Kenny Pickett came in and finished that game, right? And nothing distinguishable about any of it. But the thing about it is he's a gamer, and he's gotten better. He's gotten bigger, stronger. And here's the other thing, too. He's smart enough to come back, guys. He's smart enough to realize, I come back, I'm ended up, I'll probably end up having a very, very successful college career. And good for him and good for the ACC and – and good for Pittsburgh, certainly this year, that he's uh, one of their veteran pieces. And, and you know the thing that uh, the football side of it has really shown up. He, he's fixed his interceptions too, because he was he had a little had a little bit. He, I didn't like the ratio on that part, but I love his mm-hmm. toughness. I mean, he's a he is tough and will run that football and make something happen yep. for them. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think he's the kind of guy that you know you can rally to, and they're good enough up front, I think, to to be passable, and I think their defense that we've always thought, you know, was a was a fire breather. I think they've gotten better as the year goes on. I don't think they were a made product when the season started, but 
Uh, they finally got Deslin Alexander back last week to play a defensive end. They felt good about that. And I think, in, in all honesty, I think it's a, it's a team that um, they got some road to hoe, too, now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody's got to play somebody here down the stretch. But Pitt's got some uh, – they've got Clemson in a couple weeks after a bye. And, uh, you know, it's going to get interesting with them real quick, too. And I think that's good. I mean, they play Virginia Tech next weekend. Um, then they get Clemson before you guys visit on October the 30th. North Carolina is Miami's next opponent. Kings have the week off. West Carolina, I think, is going to be a little uh, annoyed with Florida State coming in from a year ago. Uh, Sam Howell 20, has been sacked 22 times, as you pointed out this yeah. morning. Where is North Carolina right now? What What's Miami going to see when they get to Chapel Hill? Well, I think they took out a lot of the the aggression they had probably on Duke over the weekend. But I wasn't sure that was a good fit for Duke going in because Duke is one of those rush three, drop eight, rush four, drop seven teams. And, you know, you, you elect to bring one more, and then all of a sudden things can get a little sideways. So um, I, I think personally Carolina still got a lot of questions to answer, and surprisingly a lot of it has to do with their offensive front. Um, I thought that would be, and I think a lot of other people did, I thought that would be a lot better. And the reason you can ISO the offensive front, and Don, you know this, is because um, Sam Howell's getting sacked 22 times. Last year, he never got touched. I mean, you know, and these are the same, basically the same guys up there. And so something's gone on there that there's no congruency from a year ago, um, and teams are just trying to tee off and get to him. Now, he's been um, he's been tough as a 25-cent T-bone a little bit because, I mean, he led him in rushing. He's got two 100-yard games. And um, but they, he threw the football beautifully last week. He still throws, I think, one of the better deep balls in the country. Um, defensively, I think they're okay, um, but I thought they would be a little ahead of schedule from where they are right now, too. But you know, you just never know. They've got all the talent in the world. Eugene Asante was supposed to be a really good player at linebacker. I think he's had a fine season. Uh, Tamon Fox has played pretty well. Ray Vahasic, the the nose, has played well, but. Um, you know, they haven't been the playmakers on that side of the ball that I think they thought they would have for sure. What about Clemson? How do you, how do, how do you explain oh. where Clemson is? Um, because my next question is explain where Miami and Florida state is. <laughs> well, I, I, first of all, with Clemson, I think we all have to understand that Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence were generational quarterbacks and you basically had them back to back, right? That's right. I mean, we, we, we have to, you guys have seen plenty of that come through Miami. I mean, good heavens with the quarterback talent there. And so Watson and Lawrence were generational talents and we've forgotten the brief appearance of the Kelly Bryant administration. Amazingly. Um, you know, there's, there's that, um, they don't have an eraser, Don, Joe, they don't have Travis Etienne, Hunter Renfro, Amari Rogers. They don't have that guy that can, when the when the bubble screen gets blown up, can somehow spin and go 30 yards. They, they just don't have that guy. And I think that the reality of that is that's the baseline. The second part is affecting Clemson now is they're hurt. I mean, you lose Tyler Davis and Brian Brzee inside and their defensive line. You're talking about Brzee. You're talking about one of the best defensive tackles in the country. That's right. Davis is on the short list, too, for pretty good at that position. Uh, you've already gotten banged up in the secondary. Um, 
you know, so now we're into the running back depth a little bit too with the Shipley injury. And you're probably going to, you know, be familiar with Kobe Pace and Phil Maffa and I guess Michael Dukes perhaps before the season's over. But um, I think that's one of the, I think it's one of the real head scratchers. They're still an immensely talented football team. But that vibe and that confidence is clearly not there. And it's, I think it's been a really, really tough fall because, you know, when a dynasty takes a dip, it's incumbent upon the current players and coaches to kind of get it back on the uptick. And it's a harder thing to, to do than say. And so, um, but they've still only lost two ball games. And that's the thing. But two, you feel like they've lost 20. Yeah. And so it, it's going to be interesting to watch them rally here after this bye week and kind of and kind of see what's what with Clemson. But Uyunglele, I think, needs to be more accurate. That's obvious. But I think also, too, um, they've got to get him confident early in a game. I've noticed that when he plays well, it's when he's confident. Remember last year when he came in to spell Lawrence against BC and Notre Dame? They got him to a point where he was throwing the ball early and, and mm-hmm. hitting guys and feeling good about himself. I'm not sure that's happened very much at all this year, especially in game one where I thought Georgia was terrorizing him right from the jump. Well, in about a month, we'll be doing basketball, Wes. And um, Coach L's well, coming. just going to gloss right over old Don's question. About, oh, about Miami, Miami and Florida State? <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Hoops, it's yeah. a hoops. We got Coach Laranag on a little bit. He's he's setting us up a little bit. We yeah. can wait well, on why, that one, Wes. Hey, Joe, why are you going to talk to me about basketball? Damn Jim's coming on. Come on. No, no, I was going to say, I think I was going to tell you, I think he, he's got a squad this year. I think you, oh, you, yeah. you need to keep an eye on him. I think they've got a nice blend of uh, – some really nice young players and some transfers. I, I think they got to. Ch- I don't know what the rest of the league looks like, so I'm basing my optimism blindly without knowing what the rest of the league looks like. But well, I, look, do we know what any college basketball roster is going to look like? I mean, let's be honest. We had nearly two thousand players in the portal this year, so I mean, twenty some percent of all scholarship basketball was in the portal at one point. That's ridiculous. Um, it was just bananas. Yeah. Um, so I, I, look, I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, I, and actually I like the refresh to be honest with you. I think it's going to be interesting to watch teams develop. I, I think this league will be, you know, I have no idea how compelling it will be nationally, but I mean, it's going to be a little bit like football. We'll get to what it means nationally, but right now everybody's going to follow the household brands. And I'm, I'm pretty certain that one or two teams are going to emerge from the, you know, kind of from the from the grasses and be pretty good, and that's going to be fun to watch. Just like it's been in football. I mean, five of the la- five of the seven ball games last weekend were one score or less. I mean, seven points or less. So, I'm uh, I'm kind of encouraged by that in basketball too. But I'm like you. Everybody's going to need a name tag. I'm not going to need these uh, you know monochrome jerseys because I'm going to have to figure out who's who yeah. beyond that before I ever try and read a number now in basketball. Who's on your show tomorrow? Uh, Josh Downs, the wide receiver at Carolina. Get your boys a little scouting report. Okay. Um, Josh Downs, Pat Narduzzi tomorrow, and then Thursday, Nick Skiba, the kicker at Wake Forest, and on Friday, Mike Norvell. So there's the that's the early tease. How's that? Sounds good to me. A little branch water mixed in there for Pack a little bit later on in the day. <laughs> and uh... You keep taking good care of my man, Coach Rick, now. Hey. You know what, Don? He's doing a great job, and bless his heart. Now he's—you'd never know it. He's—he's he's doing all the things they need to do to, you know, to keep uh, keep that deal going. He's traveling, and uh, you guys know he's got the book out and everything else. But he's—he's he's doing a good job. Yep. And 
uh, it's fun to see him when we get a chance to be in person, for sure. Well, you know, you, you know it as well as I do. There's one thing about him. He will not give up on a fight. That's for sure. Nope. That's not going to happen. You guys are right about that. All right, Wes, thanks for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. I'll be watching tomorrow morning, as I thanks do every God. morning. Be well. All right, take, take care. care. Well, right. You, I appreciate that, Joe. You All guys right. be well. Always fun to visit with you. Take right. care. That's uh, Wes Durham from the ACC Network joining us and uh, the voice of the Atlanta Falcons. I enjoy him, don't oh, you, yeah. Joseph? He's, yeah, he he's does a great tuned job. in, man. He's, yep. He is tuned in. Well, as you said, Coach Rick, he battles. Uh, you know, he made a great point in our commercial break. Probably with Derek King, <laughs> Miami probably wins that game. But yeah, uh, I would say. At any rate, uh, they're in a tough spot right now. But my marching orders in life always are: I've seen bad things turn good in a hurry. Just can't lose faith. No, you can't, and you can't give up on the players. You can't give up on your team. You can't give up on the coaches. You can't give up on it. Just got to so, keep going. Keep going. All right. When when we come back, Coach L, ta- uh, Coach L will join us here on the show as we continue right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 